One in the old model, um, student service directed, work directly with students. We are partnered with students, and students approved our budget, and we need to work with them to get any budget increase that's approved. Okay, so we have to make sure that whatever we asked for would be directly translated into better services for students. Two, the mental health service was a high-level psychotherapy service, okay, where as much as possible, students were seen within a two-week period and would be seen by the person who was going to be their treating psychotherapist. Okay? Medication was seen as a secondary resource that you would use when possible, but was not the primary modality of treatment. Expert psychotherapy was. And by expert psychotherapy, I do not mean research model of therapy. I mean advanced clinical model of therapy that had been proven to work and that we worked with as a team to promote and develop these models. The director of mental health had both administrative and financial responsibility, which meant that we could do planning for the future okay, and try to make sure that whatever dollars we were asking for would be spent widely and not on administration, but would go as much as possible directly to clinical services. It also meant that we included our frontline staff as essential members of our team, that we wanted to create an atmosphere from the moment a student reached out to us they would know that they were welcome and that we would see them as soon as possible, who were trained to respond to the student's needs. And we were able to pick up when they felt the student was a little more distressed and should be asked to come in immediately. Okay. The old model was care-centered, one-to-one expert care-centered. People aren't going to follow up if they're not engaged. And, what the, and then in counseling for labor, a lot of people are just being seen every two or every three weeks. That's not therapy. Why not see people every week for four weeks rather than every two weeks for eight weeks and you know, try to turn them over by, by really engaging them fast, do very active, efficient forms of therapy where you really engage people from the first moment. We did not care about how many students we ran through the system. We cared about how many students we actually were able to respond to and how the quality of service was that they received. Those were priorities. The whole model is broken. You know, seeing people every two or three weeks, that is not treatment. Right? That is saying, oh yeah, we're seeing, right? where is the active treatment? Where is the efficient treatment in that? Now, right, so they come in, they have an intake. Right? They're told to go to a peer group or do an online mo module or whatever, or read something, or go for a jog. I don't know what they're recommending these days. You know, eat healthier. Then they're given follow-up four or eight weeks later. Then they may get to see a psychiatrist two or two months after that. Then they'll be stuck on medication, which likely they wouldn't have needed in the first place if they'd been seen properly. So where is the actual help? One well, of the other changes after the Office of the Deputy Provost came in is that they changed our annual reporting system. After 2007, they eliminated the annual report. They brought in what's called the SMART system, which meant that you were only allowed to plan on outcomes that were measurable. Okay? So rather than having a qualitative document about what our plans were, how we saw the year, what problems we had, etc. With a SMART system, it had to be all by point form, and you were not allowed to have a goal that you couldn't measure. The problem is, the minute you put in that a goal that you could measure, quality goes out the window. So you could put in a goal that you want every student seen first within two weeks. Fine. You just put a lot of resources towards triage and cut down your treatment resources. You could do that. Whatever goal you, you have in mind, if there's no quality involved, you could just orient your service towards reaching that goal. When I was director, when we had to start to hire psychologists, we would hire people who we knew 
out in the field, people who were trained directly by Dr. Frank, who was a senior psychologist. And we were, we were paying them then um, $40 an hour. People that quality were charging about $100 an hour. But they came to work for us because they loved the service and they loved the quality of care that we had and they loved the atmosphere that we created. If you destroy the atmosphere and the service and you continue to pay people at a fairly low scale, you're going to get beginners. And that's again what's happening now. All the good people who have years of experience are not going to work for a low end pay scale when the atmosphere isn't good. And if your model is managed care, right, where you don't really want to provide psychotherapy through, or you believe that you can't provide it, then you're going to hire the lowest quality people who don't have good psychotherapy skills. And the services are going to die. Right now, way psychiatric service is being structured, I don't know what psychiatrist would want, would want to work there, what young person would want to work under that atmosphere where your tertiary care service giving medication. I was told directly by a couple of psychiatrists that they were called to a meeting and they were told that nobody is allowed to object to the system that the, that the office of probate wants to bring in. Try to get anybody there to speak, okay? A close friend of mine who used to work at McGill Mental Health was recently asked by a couple of psychiatrists if she could write a letter of protest because they're so unhappy about how things are, but they're frightened to say anything. Nobody's talking. They all want to talk. Yeah. There are a lot of excellent therapists on McGill. Nobody is saying a word. Right? Nobody feels like if they were until they leave. They know if they say anything, they're going to be fired. Or at least they're frightened of that. The psychiatric service will die. The number of people who come to work will, you know, they are, will dwindle. And eventually, the more overwhelmed you are, the more you just hand out pills. If you have no time to see anybody, you just hand out pills. So between intimidation and some people just not wanting to bother, not wanting to fight, not really signing up for students. People should have been protesting years ago. Miguel tried to drag my name through the mud and uh, tried to discredit me. I don't care, I'm not the least bit worried, I'm not a little bit frightened of Miguel. But the students are really going to suffer. Within, it did go on the way it has been. Within three, four years, there will not be a person in counseling or mental health who actually even does therapy anymore.